0: Thank you, Tara. Absolutely, no problem. So, so, you know, I really wanted to talk about something else, but we ha- we literally just did two hours talking about Clubhouse.
1: Listen, we had to recap a year of Clubhouse. You know, there is some shit that happened on this a damn app. A lot Clubhouse of shit
0: happened.
1: That we didn't even touch, so,
0: yeah. <laughs> So you know what the other stuff that we will talk about, we want to do another podcast about that because I, I think so too. I think it. Is, this uh, was good. Like this I was good. We have to I, let this breathe. Yeah, we have to let this breathe. We have to let this breathe. We can't. We can't add nothing else to this because this was some good shit, and we literally. <laughs> <laughs> two hour <laughs> a two hour episode talking just about Clubhouse and for some reason I thought we were not going to do that. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Uh, do you have any questions for me about anything?
1: Yes, of course. I came with some questions. Um, <laughs> you know, I gotta keep it high and spicy and honest. Okay. So there. so now as far as we know, the public on Clubhouse, you know, you've been in some personal situations um, that were made public on the uh-huh. app, um, out you know, out of those situations, which one hurt you the most? The the, the Chicago well the Chicago situation, um, the situation with the guy from Dallas, um, or the situation with Corey T. Since you named him the audience, so that's why I'm saying his name.
0: Mm-hmm. By the way. Yeah. Which one um, hurt you the most? Definitely Corey T hurt me the most. Really? Yes, because I truly thought me and Corey T were friends. Like that legit hurt me the most. And you know, um, I will say the guy from Dallas, um, I I think I mean the guy from Dallas. It it hurts. oh that's not. That I think about it. Both of them hurt. Both of them hurt. But I will say the Corey T hurt the worst because that was some shit. You know that was um that was some shit. Like I truly thought we were friends, and you know I will say that. Um. I was disappointed in that situation because we truly, like me and Corey T worked, we talked offline. Corey T was wrote a song for me, you know, was helping me. Corey T was helping me on my EP. Um, I supported Corey T. I felt like Corey T supported me, you know, and I just think, I don't know what it was, but at some point we just cl- it, it, it clashed. And he he'll he will say that I was um, I I was straddled the fence. I was not holding people accountable when they were wrong, and I will have to agree with him now because looking back, I can see that because I I've noticed myself doing that. Like sometimes you have to. Sometimes people can tell you something about yourself, but you're not going to notice it until you until you see it. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, I finally saw myself straddling the fence and not holding people accountable for certain of the shit that they will say about someone that I'm, I, I, I'm claiming to be cool with. And that's kind of why I that, that whole situation that just happened a couple of weeks ago. That's yes. kind of why, that's why I felt so obligated to tell that person that information because I'm trying not to straddle the fence because I felt like I felt like Cordero was a very neutral party at some point with everyone. I got along with pretty much everybody on the app at one point. When there were so many people not getting along with each other, I like my club was one of the the safe space where you would see everybody
1: can come in yeah
0: everybody was coming in because at that point it was it started to become divided where people were standing their own corners but when I opened up a room you would see a mixture of everybody on the stage and there were moments when people would throw shade at each other or say things and I wouldn't stop it I wouldn't call them out I would just straddle the fence and say, okay, everybody just calm down. You know, Everyone needs to calm down. When really it was one motherfucker in a situation that was just being rude. And instead of me addressing them, I was straddled the fence. And I know that that was something that he hated. Mm -hmm. He hated it. We had a conversation on the phone about it. And I just, it just didn't, it didn't click to me that that was something that I was doing until I finally opened my eyes and recognized it. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But um, the other stuff, the whole exposing of you know pictures of me, um, quit creating narratives about me. Like that whole thing, I was extremely disappointed in him because I shared with him some things that I never thought he would say out loud. Like again, and I, I don't know why I. I mean, I've I was i I've known him, Corey was one of the first people I did get to know on Clubhouse, like, for Moonlit days. So, and this is, isn't me bashing him or anything like that because I, I'm not mad at him anymore. Um, it is what it is, like, we don't talk, we don't communicate. I'm just expressing that that moment was disappointing and hurtful because I thought we were friends. I truly, like, I truly thought me and Corey were friends like people still want to throw jokes around about, you know, soundboards and this and this and this and money. I, if I, if I honor a friendship, if I honor something about us, I'm, I'm going to pour into you whatever way I feel like I can. And at that time, you know, and, and unfortunately when, when we're hundreds of miles from each other, I can only pour into you so many different ways verbally, um or if i know you need something financially i'm going to do it financially if i can right and it, it has nothing to do with me buying friends or buying relationships because if that's the case i would have been giving people money a long time ago on the app you know if if i wanted to buy your friendship you would have receipts from the first time i started talking to you sending you money if i start sending you money every now and then six months after we become cool. That's not me trying to buy your friendship.
1: That was hurtful for me watching it um, um, from the outside looking in because to me what it looked like it was someone, <laughs> a friend using the fact that you helped them financially when they were in need, them weaponizing that against you. And yes. that shit is fucked up. That yeah. shit would make you never want to help anyone, financially yeah. speaking. Yeah, that was so hurtful.
0: And 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 then don't get the, like and then it's like not. There were moments where you know he didn't ask me for any for any money, but I was still sending it to him because it was just on my heart to bless him. Like I, you know, they. That's the one thing on this app that people did. They like to weaponize your generosity. Mm-hmm. And, and and use that as desperation. Like so, for some reason, my generosity becomes me being desperate. And if we're and gonna be the
1: real, they and they use it, they do it a lot to to you. I've I've noticed that. And if we're gonna be real, I think they play also into desirability politics.
0: Absolutely, and
1: um, and that's cause 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 if I were to if let's say if, if I were in your shoes. I don't think that the the rhetoric will be the same. No, you know, no or anybody else. I think they want to be like they, they they're trying to like dig at your self confidence. Be like and yes. be like, hey, you you helping financially because you, you, you the only way you can have T as a friend is because you were able to to, to, to use finances. And it's like exactly. no, we were friends before. We initially got together way prior to me even sending him anything. Exactly
0: yeah exactly and i even and that's something i even spoke on that on the episode that i did when saying that if 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 i were a fit person that would in 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 people's minds that was you know you know masculine and all those other things anything i said i would have automatically been believed because you would have thought oh he has no reason to lie look how good he looked but because it's me saying it and those people who are fat phobic who think that because of that i can't get nobody whether it's a friend or a relationship they believe the narrative and i never entered that that friendship with Corey. first of all i corey t is fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. i i you know and i loved his spaces and i loved just being in community with corey t because especially because of the music we had in common Corey T is also from um, Performing Arts. He's done theater. He's from Gary, well not Gary, Indiana. He's from Indianapolis. I always said he was from Gary, but he's from Indianapolis, Indiana, and is familiar with, with Chicago. So we had a lot in common, and I just enjoyed truly being in his space. So it really had nothing to, are you clipping your toenails? What is that noise? No, I'm not. Doing over there because if you clipping your toenails, that is gross. I'm not, I'm not. (laughs) But no, I I enjoyed him as a person. So, and this again, like for anybody who's gonna listen to this and take it back to him, you can't clip nothing in this or take it out. I'm not talking bad about him at all.
1: Yeah, we're not doing that.
0: We're not doing that at all. I'm basically just saying how that situation disappointed me the most because I. I felt more of a connection with him than the person in Dallas because it was a friendship, and we've known each other prior to the person in Dallas. Like so, that fall, that fallout really fucked me up. Like, like that fallout, I cried over that one. I cried.
1: Yeah.
0: I cried because it it was it got ugly. It got ugly, and it got ugly more than once. Like it was not just a one. Time thing so that one was ugly that one really that that one really struck a nerve with me Ooh. and it was more of a disappointment I was extremely hurt and disappointed
1: and mm-hmm. I wish sure. I could
0: take i wish I could take back everything every part I played in it mm-hmm. um I wish him nothing but success in everything he does i when he drops his EP, I'm still going to purchase it because I, musically, I still love his music. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate how, I, I really hate how things went with us. I really do. You no,
1: know, I, 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 I understand. And I can certainly relate, um, to feeling that, that way, uh, in regards to people you were close with on the app. Um, so definitely, um, yeah. Um, the other question I have for you, let's see. Clubhouse. Hmm. I want to talk about Boucher Cat because I I absolutely love Boucher Cat and I fuck with Shad. But if my memory serves me well, you were not always on good terms with that side. So what changed? What happened?
0: You know what? The funny thing is I did not know I wasn't on good terms with them. I legit started going into their room um just because I I don't know, I just randomly started going into their rooms. Um and you know, um, shy being the the like right, shy is gonna call is gonna call shit out and not you know if to your face not behind your back. Mm-hmm. And sha just sha just outright asked me. Um, so, I mean, you know, what, what's your tea? Because <laughs> <laughs> That sounded just like him. <laughs> so I was like, what's your tea? Because you come in here, you seem cool. But then I'm being told that you talking about us in other rooms. Like, what's your tea? I said, what? Like, I, that was news to me. Because I don't recall talking about them in other rooms. Like, I just don't recall doing that. Um, because I don't remember what I would say about them because I didn't frequent their room. So I don't know. So that was news to me. But I, I said to his face, I said, I don't recall that. I don't recall ever saying that about you all. Um, and yeah, I don't remember I don't recall doing that at all. And Charles was like, okay, cool, whatever. And we just kept it moving.
1: I love that. And that's one thing about them over there. Like mm-hmm. they would talk about it. And if it's squashed, they'll move on. They won't keep they it up. They squashed it
0: and they moved yeah. the fuck on. And right I on became, on. A, I became a butch cat family member because I fuck with their rooms. They fuck with me. I even like shot, even when all that shit was going on, Shad was um, in my, on my Instagram, checking on me, making sure I was cool, saying, get your ass back on this app. They need bitches like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bring your ass back on the app. Like. Like, shot, like, really, yeah. So, I'm, and, and I'm just so happy that they did not linger in that moment. Like, they, you know, they addressed it and kept it fucking moving.
1: I love that. Now, let me ask you this um, the BTR balls, those events were huge on our side of Clubhouse. Not just on our side, on Clubhouse, period. Because
0: um, mm-hmm. there
1: were some seats that pulled up as well. Um, Maybe
0: they tried to do a fashion show, and I was bored and <laughs> fell asleep. I said, "Doctor B, what is this fashion show?" Because it was given like Sunday, like a Sunday um, Easter service type of program. I'm like, Not Easter this? service.
1: They tried. Listen, they, they, they tried.
0: They no, tried it and failed. When
1: it when it comes to the P.T.R. balls, now we had like we always do at each one of those. <laughs> had major blowbacks, uh, but I know there was a period where it, there was conversations about who did it best, who came with the idea, who failed at it, who didn't know what they were doing, the judges were terrible, it was personal. Um, so with all of the PTR balls and when you're honest take and your honest opinion, do you truly feel like yours was the best? And what are the critiques you have um, of the other ones?
0: I'm going to say, I feel like mine was the best because not just because I had the numbers in the room, but I feel like mine was the best because I feel like as far as the categories go, I had dope-ass categories. I feel like I had a strong representation of, of a variety of people as judges, like I had I had a, I had my, and my, my ball, my PTR ball was the first one open Whoa. to everybody. Like out trans, the trans community was, was participated in my ball. You know, again, it was for plus size community, but the trans community participated in my ball. I had trans, I had people from the trans community as my, mo, as moderators uh, helping me with the ball. So I felt like my ball was the first to do all that, which paved the way out for, you know, the uh, Fire and Ice PTR ball. So I feel like I paved the way for that. I think that my ball was the most iconic because it was the most talked about afterwards. Um, I feel like I had too many judges. That's the one thing I would change is I would take away a lot of the judges I had and narrowed it down. But, you know, shout out to The Pink for starting it. Like, I would never take that away from them. The Pink started the pink started the PTR balls and I would never take that away from them. I'm just saying that I feel like mine stepped it up a notch. And you know, I had, I had a, I had a, I had somebody sing the national anthem. I had somebody perform a song, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, my people, my ball, I come on now, they, they can try to play me if they want to. My ball, I stepped the game up with my ball
1: i would have to agree with that now let me ask you this because you mentioned the pink and of course we're not taking anything away from the pink they held the very first one and and you know whenever you do something for the first time and you're the very first at doing anything there's always room for improvement now Mm -hmm. do you feel like because they cut a lot of flack like they always do (laughs) um do you feel like people were coming a little bit too hard at them and and the way they handled um, their ball, given that it was the very first, you would think the critiques were too harsh. And shout to the, I, shout to Justin, by the way. Love
0: shout Justin. out to my shout out to Juju. I love Justin. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my Juju. I love Justin. Um, I think that the Pink created a lot of firsts
1: yes. on the app. Let's the keep pink, it real now. People don't like to pink, give them their flowers. Come they on.
0: don't. People don't like to give the Pink their flowers. And they love calling the most ghetto ghettoest club on Clubhouse, but yet they're the only one that's still standing. You oh, know, man. like Let's no tea, t- no tea, no shade. I'm just saying, as far as clubs with group moderators, the Pink is the only one still standing. I mean, Bucci Cat, of course, but Bucci Cat don't make rooms like that. They make you know they don't make social rooms like that anymore. That right. they're more scheduled. The Pink has a room every day. And, you know, people can say what they want, but they consistently have they same 17 people, 20 people, whatever, or more right. come through their room. Right. They, they have 1.1K followers, like their club is still growing. And they have initiated a lot of things on the app. You know, they started the ball. They did the first awards mm-hmm. because they, they, they did the first awards. And all of a sudden, people, everybody's doing awards. I will say the only thing that they did not originate was the speed dating that I originated. Yes. So that's the only thing that that's the only thing they didn't do everything else. You know, the pink kind of started just like how y'all started tins and chops and then other people took that and ran with it. Come on. You know, so I think that people just don't want to give the pink their flowers because they just for some reason hated the pink but now if you look at it, everybody, they mama going to pink now. Okay. Now, so now y'all like them. <laughs> now y'all like them, but the, uh, pink, the pink originated a lot of a lot of the, a lot of the the first.
1: I love that, and I definitely agree with that. Um, definitely, definitely agree with that. Shout out to the pink. The yes. Pink. pink, pink. Um, now let me ask you this: What's the craziest, the craziest rumor you've heard about yourself on House or from House?
0: The craziest rumor about myself? Um, well, one person. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about that because it's a that's disgusting. No, um, okay. you, know, I, you know, I say it. You know, whatever. Um, Taurus. Um, you know, went around telling people I was HIV positive. Um, I mad
1: when he does that,
0: yeah, he put it in his. He actually put. He didn't even tell. He put it in his bio on Clubhouse. So that was one of the worst things. The second one that was kind of funny was that I was a, um someone called me a sexual predator. And I, I cackled. I cackled when this person called me a sexual predator. It was in their room with Corey T. You know, you know, it's funny when now that I know the what the term ops mean, I could have been using that. But it's funny when your um when your um when people don't like you and in the room about you, your ops are okay. ops join up. in on it. Shout out they, to Kim. Be Shout out to Kim they for that. Opt. Up and I opt out.
1: I'll opt
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> I love her for it. Shout out to Kim. I, shout out to Kim for that so yeah so they all get came together you know they see one person don't like you let's go jump on that bandwagon so um, yeah, so one of them called me a sexual predator um, saying I'm, I'm in everyone's DMs I'm like child little do you know i never going to no one's DM first there's probably I can count on my I can count there's probably three people I initiated like some DM conversations with them Mm -hmm. and everyone else. If they sent me um, a dick pic or video, that's because they wanted to send it to me. i never just ask people, give me your dick pic, but like, I don't do that. That's not, that's not how I talk, you know, and, and there's plenty of people who have sent me things that I have never shared. I've never told anybody that they sent me stuff but, but I'm the sexual predator. Okay, whatever. So I found that funny.
1: I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Now, the last question that I have for you, did you ever find it like disrespectful or, or shady when, you know, some of well, some when some people started referring to you as the bone collector? Did you ever like, have like, did you ever feel some of way about that?
0: I did not feel any type of way about that until recently, until this thing that happened two weeks ago. Okay. That's when I said, okay, y'all taking this bone collector shit too far, bitch. Y'all are really truly acting like y'all, like there's nobody else on this app that spills tea. That, and the thing is like, as the bone collector, I wouldn't just go into rooms and say, Oh, let me tell y'all what I heard. Like, that's not how I operated. If the only time I would reveal information is if I'm in a room and the first thing out of your mouth is a lie, and I'm gonna say, No, that's not what happened. This is what happened. That's when the bone collector came out. Right. It never came out in a way to go from room to room being malicious or all that stuff. Like that, that was never the case. So I took offense when they started to really go in on that title and just blame me for every fucking thing. Like I could be at work in a meeting and I'm getting blamed for some shit that I didn't do. That's when the title bone collector started bothering me.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really, when that whole situation happened, I I thought it was very interesting that people were more, or trying to be more upset. with you about quote-unquote being uh collecting your bone rather than being mad at the actual situation exactly um i thought that was crazy um but all the best to everyone um yeah all the best yes
0: well kevin thank you so much like you did really good is this your first podcast it is Come on, y'all. We didn't pop Kevin's cherry.
1: You definitely did. You definitely Period. did.
0: Period. You did really good. I cannot believe we did a whole like this was nothing but about Clubhouse. But I'm you know what? I'm happy I did it because at some point I was going to have to do this episode and I'm glad I did it with someone because we kind of fed off of each other and we were able to talk about you know different things and we were honest it was, it was great I hope you enjoyed yourself being on the podcast
1: I did I had a great time thank you again for having me
0: perfect so y'all please make sure you listen to part one of yeah. our podcast episode um, and uh, um, Kevin has all his information on how you can follow him um, on that episode as well as this episode he gives you some insight on what he wants to do next on Clubhouse um, I'm going to definitely bring Kevin back so we could talk about some other things as well. But I definitely am so happy you're here. I'm glad I met you off the of Clubhouse because now look how we've been networking with each other. Likewise. So I definitely appreciate you. Likewise. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in uh, to Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Until next time, bye. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, It's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is you at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e-s-u you at gmail.com send me an email